The Easter holiday along with the Easter bunny and eggs can be all traced back to the practices established by Ishtar, the fertility goddess. Hi, and welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration, and encouragement using the Word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. Welcome everyone and thank you once again for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that each and every one of you are in the best of health, best of strength, and most importantly, in the best of spirits. And as always, before beginning, I like to start by giving all thanks, all praises, all honor and all glory to Father God Almighty, His Son Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Because without them, I am nothing. But because of Christ Jesus, I can do all things through him who strengthens me, including this podcast, as well as this podcast episode, and definitely this episode. And as always, once again, I'd like to take some time out to say thank you to each and every one of you for listening, downloading, playing, sharing, commenting, etc. I truly appreciate it. Nevertheless, I give all thanks, like I said before, and all honor and all glory to the Father. And I would like to say thank you to each and every one of you. Be blessed. Where I'm at, the temperature is currently 77 degrees today, and it's very beautifully sunny. I love sunny days. And by the way, I love spring. That's my favorite season of the year. I'm not sure if we're in spring yet, but over here where I am at, yeah, we springish looking. So I'm definitely feeling springish. And it's my favorite time of the year. I love seeing all the nice greenery and of course where I live in the city that I live in you know you see that you know for most of the year and I love seeing the the fresh bloom of flowers and all types of different colors pinks reds yellows and you know lilacs and and azaleas azaleas I'm sorry so yeah, I, 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 I'm a lover of that. And that's one of the things I do miss about New York City when I was living there because I really enjoyed the springtime in New York City, you know, especially going to the parks like um, Battery Park 
or my favorite, which is, of course, Silver Lake Park, which, of course, was in Staten Island, New York. That's the park that I grew up with as a kid. And then as an adult, of course, Battery Park. And I don't remember what's the name of that other park. Um, they have a beautiful waterfall. I can't remember the name of that park. And then, of course, you also have Central Park in New York City. But i never really been to Central Park. I mean, I've passed, you know, passed close to it, but never really went into it. But to me, there's nothing like springtime in New York City. So it kind of reminds me here a little bit of springtime in the park. So, yeah. So, Yes. I am currently sipping on a cup of wild berry tea with all the usual. So I'm not going to go into what's in it. Yeah. Um, I do have a piece of ginger in it though. I will say that much. So if you have gotten this far and you have hit played or download, you definitely know what the title of today's episode is. But just in case, I'm going to go ahead and repeat it. The name and title of today's episode is... The Origin of Easter, and this is the 2022 edition. And you're probably wondering, why am I putting it 2022? Because there is also a 2020 episode, which is the original episode, which kind of started off this topic. And this episode is kind of a spinoff of the 2020 episode, which I will go into a little further after I have finished with the episode. And of course, this is episode number 090. Getting closer to 100. So sit back, relax, grab yourself your favorite hot or ice cold beverage, and join me back here in a few minutes as we get started. So I'll see you in a few. Are you in need of some encouragement? You know, something to give you a little pick-me-up during the day or evening. Well, why not check out the Nuggets of Thankfulness podcast featured on Spreaker.com, Podomatic, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. listening to the Words of Encouragement podcast with yours truly, Arlena. Stay tuned. So welcome back. So let's jump in. Without further ado, let's get started. There's a whole lot to cover in this episode. Of course, today, the topic is none other than Easter. And of course, we are currently in what you would consider as Holy Week for those of us that are believers. Of course, for the world, it's just another week. But for us, it's not just another week. It's the week 
that is approaching to commemorate the day when our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ laid down his life at the cross in order for us to be able to have this wonderful, amazing, and beautiful gift of salvation. Easter is often associated with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. However, the truth is, it has nothing to do with Jesus or his resurrection. Easter is actually based on an ancient pagan celebration. And Easter has become a commercialized holiday that is often mixed with non-Christian traditions like the Easter bunny, the Easter eggs, and the Easter egg hunt and parade. Nimrod, who was a descendant of Noah, who later became a tyrannical ruler, Nimrod created such cities as Babel, Nineveh, Ashur, Kala, and other cities, which of course were all known for their twisted evil and perversion. When Nimrod died, his wife, Semiramis, defined him as the sun god or life giver. His name would later be changed or known as Baal. Baal and its worshippers became known for their wicked and perverse ways such as idolatry, demon worship, human sacrifice, and other demonic and evil practices. The origin of Easter involved the birth of Semiramis's illegitimate son, Tammuz. She was able to convince the people that Tammuz was Nimrod incarnate. Since many of the people back then were looking for a savior, they were persuaded by her into believing he was the real savior. The people soon began to believe that indeed Tammuz was the savior, and they began to worship both Tammuz and Semiramis as the goddess of fertility. She's also known in other cultures as Ishtar, Ashtar, and also Easter. And also to make things a little easier, I'm going to just shorten her name from Semiramis and I'm going to just say Semi. So when I you hear the word Semi, I'm referring to her. The origin of this demonic and pagan holiday goes back to a springtime ritual that was instituted by Semiramis, Semiramis after the death of her son Tammuz. And according to allaboutjesus.org, legend has it that Tammuz was resurrected in the form of the new vegetation that appeared on earth through the power of his mother's tears. Hogwash. The Easter holiday along with the Easter bunny and eggs can be all traced back to the practices established 
by Ishtar, the fertility goddess. Because rabbits are known for being quite fertile, they have been associated with Ishtar. The ancient Babylonians believed that an egg fell into the river Euphrates from heaven and Queen Astarte, which she's also known as, was hatched. Now let me give you a little brief history about who Nimrod was according to research from online sources. As I said before, he was the descendant of Noah. Nimrod was also the king of Shinar. He was the son of Cush and, of course, the grandson of Noah. And before he was king, he was a mighty hunter. Kind of reminds him a little bit of Esau. Nimrod came from Ham the lineage which his grandfather Noah had cursed. Nimrod was also the king of Babylon. His empire extended over great cities. Nimrod is also known in Egypt as Osiris, the founder of Babel, later known as Babylon. After his death, his mother and wife, Semi promoted the belief that he was God. She claimed that she saw a full-grown evergreen tree spring out roots of a dead tree stump, symbolizing new life for Nimrod. She also claimed that Nimrod would visit the evergreen tree and leave gifts under it. A few years later, Semiramis bore a son by the name of Horus or Gilgamesh. She claimed that she had been visited by the spirit of her late husband who had left her pregnant. This gets better, trust me. Now, according to Forerunner Commentary, Semiramis believed that Horus or Tammuz was a reincarnation of Nimrod, her late husband. This unity formed a defiled, deceptive, and perverted trinity. Now, according to BibleTools.org, Semiramis and Horus were worshipped as Madonna and child. They were worshipped in many other different countries and languages under the such names as Fortuna, um, Jupiter in Rome, Aphrodite and Adonis in Greece, Ashtoreth, Astanti, and Molech or Baal in Canaan. During the time between Babel and Christ, pagans developed the belief that the days grew shorter in the early winter because their sun god was leaving them. And when the length of daylight increased, They celebrated by feasting without restraint, of which also included orgies. Sounds like Hollywood, doesn't it? This deliberation was known as Saturnalia, which was named after Sahern, which was 
also another name for Nimrod. According to followtruth.com, the sun god worship began with the pagan trinity of Nimrod, Semiramis, and Tammuz. Nimrod and his wife were also known as the king and queen of Babylon. They ruled over the people and turned them against the true living God, the true and one and only living God. There ain't no other God. After Nimrod's death, in a desperate attempt to hold on to her throne, Semiramis created a plan that would later catapult her to status of goddess. That's a word we often hear a lot, especially among a lot of um, these Hollywood types of folks. She claimed that after Nimrod died, he ascended to the sun and he became the sun god. When she became pregnant after Nimrod's death, she told the people that she had been impregnated by the rays of the sun. And according to some sources, he was conceived before Nimrod died as either part of a extramarital affair. She would later marry. Um, hold on, let me back up a little bit. Um, um, give me one second. I need to take a sip and then I'm going to bring you this, this, this little tea here. Let me get my tea first. Okay, now I need you to listen very carefully. If you weren't listening carefully before, well, you need to at this particular moment. Because what I'm about to say, hey. Now, according to followthetruth.com, she, being Semiramis, would later go on to marry her son, Tammuz. Semiramis would later marry her son, Tammuz. And some sources claim that Tammuz was killed by a wild boar, or other versions have claimed that he was cut to pieces. But either way, he ain't no longer here. And he definitely ain't no savior. Nimrod, Semiramis, and Tammuz became known as the gods of Egypt, Greece, and Rome. They are also now worshipped by the Catholic Church in the form of the Father, the Son, and Mary, the mother of Jesus. Semiramis has been worshipped under such names as Ishtar, as I said before, Astarte, Rhea, and Isis. And this is just to name a few. Nimrod has been worshipped under such names as Ninus, or Ninus, Osiris, and Baal. Tammuz has also been known as Horus and Adonis. Now, when I was attending school way back when in the Caribbean as a young girl in my English class, I remember the word coming up Adonis where we had to learn the meanings of, you know, what some of these words meant. And I remember that word being defined by the dictionary as someone being handsome. 
And you know, as you would grow, you're like, yeah, I want a, 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 I want a husband to look like an Adonis. In this case, no, I don't. I, especially now knowing the whole meaning behind this name. I don't think so. King David. Yeah, that'll work. Or even Boaz. And no, I'm, 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 I'm not looking. I'm waiting on the Lord. So let me just make that clear. I'm just trying to put a little humor in here. All three of these pagan characters have had many more names accredited to them. Either way, all pagan and just vile. So that was the end of the information. So now... I'm going to head on over into commentary. So I'll see you back in a few. Are you looking to spice up your quiet time with the Lord? Well, guess what? I might just have the right thing to help you. There is nothing better than spending quality, intimate time with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and of course, in His Word. For many of us, this might look differently, especially from day to day. Check out my 20-piece Digital Quiet Time Bible Study Bundle. It comes with six topical scripture writing plans to encourage and uplift you, as well as to help you get into the Word and closer to the Lord. Oftentimes, as we are faced with so many trials, and at times we are pressed on all sides, we tend to forget what God says about us or what God's word says. Well, guess what? These topical scriptures will remind you of the great God that we have and what God's word says about us, his children, and the situations that we might be facing. If you're ready to dig deeper or to get started or simply a way to boost or spice up your Bible study quiet time, well then check out my 20-piece digital quiet time Bible study bundle and other digital Bible study resources at Jahira Print Shop. The link will be featured in the description box. And as always, I'd like to take this time out to say thank you to each and every one of you. And I do hope and pray that you be blessed. Okay, so welcome back. Whew, so yeah, now, this was information that I was actually able to gather since... 2020 and this was during the height of quarantine so I was making a whole lot of use of my time in quarantine trust me I was really making a lot of time and 2020 I probably recorded more episodes than I ever had in the five years on you know, my upcoming for fifth year anniversary as a Christian podcaster and this actually was done because I was getting ready to do an episode, which is the original episode entitled The Origin of Easter, of which featured, or which features actually, 
my former pastor, you know, Itukunwa. And so I did the information. You know, I wanted to do the background research also myself, not just have someone tell me. Um, because there are also some questions that I wanted to ask. But he provided so much information that I didn't never got a chance to ask questions pertaining to what I was able to gather because that episode that he did is really loaded with a lot of information, a whole lot. So you definitely also want to check that out. And I'm also going to leave that link in the description box as well as the link to my sources as well. So I never got the chance to ask these questions and I, I just, you know, left it to the side, but the Lord kept coming back to me in regards to it. And I had it tucked away somewhere. I never threw it away, but I couldn't remember what notebook I had it written in, but I knew it was one of these notebooks and it was a ton of notebooks. And I'm like, wherever this notebook is, it has to be upstairs. So last year I was supposed to have done it, but I could not get it done because the Holy Week episode, which I did last year, which was 2021, was a three-part episode and it was really in-depth. It took a lot out of me. So I didn't have anything left to even touch on this. So what I did was I released an abbreviated version, a very brief version of the topic, but not going in depth because like I said, I couldn't at that time, especially after doing that three part Holy week episode. So once again, the Lord started knocking that it needs to be done. And I was looking, 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 and I grabbed my notebook and it wasn't a notebook I thought it was in. So I, I started to pray. I said, Lord, I got to find this notebook. I like, Holy Spirit, help me. And as soon as I went down into the bin, when I pulled out the notebook, lo and behold, I didn't even have to open the notebook. It was turned right on it, smack in the face with all the information. And I just, you know, began doing what I had to do. So I truly give God thanks for that. So here is this episode um, with this information finally coming forth two years later. Now, when I initially did the research on it, I, I don't even know what the right word is. I was in so much shock that my two eyes would just bulge out of my head when I would think back to some of the stuff that I was, it was so much. This is just some that I was able to gather that enough to help people to try to understand what this thing really was about. And every time my mind would run on it, my, 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 you know, both my eyes would just pop out of my head. Uh, you know, they, they just be staring and my mouth would just hang open for the, the perverseness of, oh my goodness, this is like eyes wide shut, 100.100, let's put it that way. It was so perverse that this thing had an effect on me, it was like, oh my goodness. When you think it couldn't get more perverse, it only got more perverse. 
And the first thing that came to my mind, boy, this kind of reminds me, it sounds like, you know, so you could tell clearly where Hollywood gets it, its practices from. Now, like I said before, the original episode of The Origin of Easter was published two years ago with guest pastor Ino Itukanwa. And in it, he covers the movable feast as well as the immovable feast, you know, which talks about um, the reason why every year, if you notice good Easter falls, sometimes it's in March, other times it's in, um, it's in April. And he kind of gives you a more in-depth as to why that happens. So you can check that episode out. He gives a lot of great, a lot, a lot of great insight there. And that can really help in addition to this and anybody else's stuff that's out there who has also done the research as well. And like I said, you know, this is truly, this is just a bare minimum. There's much more deeper information. If I had to really stay there, I, I have like 15, 20 pages, but this is enough. And this is six pages. Okay. Um, this in itself was enough for me to really open my eyes. And I think the first time I started getting the gist of this was in 2018. I was still living in Charlotte at that time. And Neftali Neftali 1981 YouTube channel. He did a series on the breakdown of Easter and I know a very beautiful, um, breakdown. And of course my pastor would also, you know, would, would converse with me about it a little bit too. So that's how I was, how I was kind of able a little bit to start knowing. And always wanted to do a little research, but never really had the time and the chance. And when the opportunity came for us to finally sit down to do the episode, that's when I went off and did my own research as well, because, you know, I want to be able to present my own stuff and, you know, know what's going on. And that's how I came upon what I've just released to you here. Now, Like I said, it is the bare minimum. And indeed, Easter is truly a pagan holiday that has nothing to do with God, nor his son, Jesus Christ, just like Christmas. Now, whether you should be celebrating it or not, that is completely up to you. I've just, you know, both myself, Pastor Inno and many others out there have covered the subject and we have presented the information, the rest is really up to you. The decision is up to you. However, as for me in my house, there is no Easter. There are no Easter eggs and neither is there any Easter parade. And there definitely are no Greek gods, no sororities, are no sun gods in this house. 
And even before I came to Christ, there were no Greek gods, no Greek gods, no sororities and no sun gods in my home. And whether I understood it to the depth or not, which I never did at that time, one thing I always knew, there was a God and that's it. And his son was Jesus Christ. I might not have understood everything as to why he died on the cross back then. But one thing I knew, there is God and Jesus is his son. And that was enough for me. I didn't need to um, believe in no other God. I, I didn't need to know was I ever interested despite the hardships in life. I was never interested in pursuing other gods, as far as I'm concerned, they ain't no other God. So, um, you know, I'm just going to be honest. That's just my, you know, I'm sorry. That's the only one I recognize. I don't care. I don't recognize not even the small G-O-D-S's. I don't. Um, never was interested in sororities. Never interested in secret societies. Definitely was not interested in no sun god. Um, you know, um... So, you know, and, um, yeah, I, I definitely wasn't And college Greek sororities and fraternities. Their practices are fashioned after the pagan trinity of Nimrod, Semiramis and Tammuz, whether they know it or not, whether they believe it or not, but it is the truth. So if you are professing to be a Christian and you are part of a secret society, fraternity, sorority, now that's something you definitely have to look at and work it out with the Lord, like for real. That's all I'm going to say. The rest is up to you. Whether they know it or not, you are serving another God. And that's the truth. Now I do celebrate Holy Week, which of course features Good Fr Holy Thursday or Good Friday. And of course, what is known as Easter or what they would call Easter Sunday. I no longer refer to that as Easter Sunday. It's been quite a few years at this point. I have been referring to it as Resurrection Sunday because it's the day Jesus was raised from the dead. Now, growing up in the Caribbean, we celebrated Easter Sunday and Easter Monday. And to this day, they still do. You know, we celebrated it by going to the beach, of course. And of course, those are two big holidays, including Good Friday, back in the Caribbean. So this week is a, a big, you know, in the Caribbean, well, at least for where I grew up because each Caribbean island is different where I grew up this week is a very big holiday and America you can get like a holiday what maybe once every month or every two months well in the Caribbean or at least where I grew up you don't get too many holidays but in April you get a lot between March and April depending on where Easter falls or they call it Easter where it falls and they celebrate some places, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, um, Easter Sunday, Easter Monday. So it's a big holiday back 
in the Caribbean. One of the things that I grew up with from the time I remember landing in the Caribbean to, you know, start living and becoming a resident at that time, at the age of eight. And we grew up during Holy Week. We never ate on Good Friday. We never ate any type of meat or anything that contained blood on Good Friday. So in most cases, the meals were fish, whether it's salt fish, whether it's fried fish, whether it's baked fish, whether, you know, or no fish where you can go vegetarian. Of course, growing up in my days, that wasn't the only vegetarians was the Rastas. And we weren't trying to be vegetarian. At least I know at eight, I was not trying to be. Um, so we would have to eat fish. And back then, yeah, I wasn't, I, I wasn't in for fish. But, you, you know, we didn't have a choice. You were either eat it or else. You know, you might end up having to join Jesus if you, cho- if you chose not to. You know, so, um, so to this day, I adhere to that. So Good Fridays, I still eat no meat. It's just fish. Or there was a time we would eat something called habichuela con dulce. And that's about it, but nothing with blood. And like I said, I still do practice that. And I will be doing so, of course, this Good Friday. I will be preparing my fish meal, whatever that fish meal will entail for that particular day. As I commemorate and remember the day that has been assigned day that he laid his life down. That's serious business. It's really serious business. How many people would lay their life down for you? There are many people even in the church that wouldn't even stand up for you. They wouldn't even help you. A lot of them, I'm, I'm just going to be real. If they like you, they may help you. But if they don't like you for whatever reason, they, they probably won't help you. Much less lay their lives down for you. You know, that's really serious business. And oftentimes, we tend to forget what Christ did, that we were bought at a very costly price. There's no price tag that can be placed. There's no value that can be placed on what God allowed his son to do at Calvary in order that we might have a chance at eternal life. So that's a day for me to sit and remember what God did. That's the day God gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth shall have everlasting life, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So yeah, it's a day for me to renew my my commitment and and, and, and and to evaluate my walk and like have I really been representing him the way he sh- you know the way I should? And these are questions that I, I have to look within myself, not just on Good Friday, but every day, to see where I can come up higher, where I can do better, or where I missed the mark. How can I do better tomorrow?
or next week or whatever the case is. So it's very important that we remember and don't take the grace and the mercy of God as a, a pass to just trample on the grace that was, you know, has been given to us so freely. It, it was given to us free, but it cost something. It didn't cost us, but it cost him his life. So that's very important. And also this past March 31st, which was like about a couple of weeks ago, about maybe 12 days ago, was 25 years since I went forth on a Resurrection Sunday in a little church in Georgia. At the time, and accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. So the 31st marked 25 years since I first received Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. And the 31st also marked four years since I have been living in this beautiful southern state of which I'm currently at this point a resident. And that state, of course, shall remain nameless. And it also marked four years since I left the women's shelter on that very day in Greenville, South Carolina, after coming out of the shelter in New York City, women's shelter in New York City, which was Catherine's, where I spent, I think, three months because I went in Christmas, so I came out in February. I spent like two months, caught the Chinese bus and headed on to Greenville, spent 30 days in Greenville. And then I boarded the Greyhound and headed to another state and city, which of course was Charlotte at that time. And the rest is history. And between that and now, it's been a total of five years. And I think at this point in this city, I'm going on like on my fourth lease, not counting the one in Charlotte. So that would have been a five lease by now. So that's how good God is. So I just want to share that there. And, you know, like I said, God has truly been good to me and I, I am thankful. You know, it has been a long, winding and hard road. But God has been with me every step of the way. And to him I give all honor, all praises, and all glory. And to his son, Jesus Christ. And also, I can't forget the Holy Spirit because... I don't think I'm able to function without him. You know, truthfully. And like I said, even though at times the road can get rough, tough, and, and, and even turbulent at times... As children of the Most High God, we can take comfort in knowing that we are able to hide under the shadow of his wings because of what Christ did for us at the cross of Calvary. And like earlier in the information, when I shared, they said, um, like in the wintertime, as we know for ourselves, if we live in America, the days are shorter. But because they adopted Nimrod as their sun god, 
They looked at it as a way as their God would be leaving them early. But guess what? We got a God that will never leave us, nor ever forsake us. That's the difference between our God, our Savior, versus their God, or their so-called God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your only begotten Son to die for us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. And now it's time for the quote of the episode. And this episode's quote reads, Everyone who is preeminent of his ability was preeminent for suffering. And that quote was actually taken from Deserts in the Stream, which is one of the best-selling and all-time classical devotionals by L.B. Kalman. Once again, I'd like to thank you for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that this episode or this podcast has been a blessing to you. And indeed, if this episode or this podcast has been a blessing to you, please feel free to share it with others. Please feel free to subscribe to the Words of Encouragement podcast on iTunes.com, Spreaker.com, Podomatic.com. It can also be found on Google Podcasts, CastBox, Player FM, Podacy, Podtail, Deezer, and everywhere that podcasts can be heard. You can also feel free to like, share, and subscribe on either one of the above-mentioned platforms. And also, you can feel free to check out my other podcast, which is entitled the Nuggets of Thankfulness podcast, which is a devotional podcast, also featured on Spreaker.com iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere that podcasts can be heard. And you can also check out my blog if you like at www.arlenaflanders.wordpress.com. I look forward to being with you on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. And also, like I promised before, I will leave a link to the original episode from 2020 with Pastor Ino Itukanwa as well as I will also leave links to my sources in the description box. I do hope and pray that you have a blessed holy week, that you be safe, that you remember that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he is coming again. And I also hope and pray that you remember him on Resurrection Sunday, that we don't serve a dead God. We serve a God that is very much alive. And we have a Savior who is very much alive and who sits at the right hand of the Father, who was, who is, and who still is, and is coming again. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give all thanks and all praise and all honor and all glory to the Father for his Son who died for our sins. So remember, as long as there is still life in your body, and actually today's quiet time, Bible time, I'm doing a word challenge, a daily word challenge for 30 days. And today's word, which I'm behind by a day, but the word that I'm using for is the word was life. And what greater life is there than everlasting life? And as long as you still have life in your body, you still have the opportunity to obtain everlasting life. That is if you want to. It's a free gift. So remember that. 
It's never too late to accept Christ and be blessed. And let us remember, come Sunday, he is risen. Yes. Thank you, Lord.